Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, a slight tangent, the crappy quiz, and you had to be there. You have to be there, like, but I wish I wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. All right, 20 minutes past nine on this Friday morning's OTP. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this morning the uh, Dunboyne and Mead star, Emma Duggan. Morning, Emma. How are things? Good. How are you? Keeping well. Thanks for joining us, Emma, as always. Um, you have the Little Ladies National Football League against the Dubs tomorrow. Um, a, a bit of a resumption of a rivalry, it's fair to say, that's, that's juiced up and built up over the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been, I suppose, only a couple of years now with the rivalry. When we were intermediate, we probably weren't on their radar at all. But um, I suppose since 2021, we are, and it's great, um, you know, to be playing against the best teams. Um, and no better way, I suppose, to kickstart the league as well um, than against Dublin. I think we'll quickly find out where we are. So um, we're all really looking forward to it. I know you're studying accounting and finance in, in DCU, so you know that St. Clair's pitch over there um, fairly well, it's safe to say. It was a bit of controversy during the week, the fact that this game can't be played in Parnell Park. Um, I guess it's had a lot of action in Parnell Park in recent weeks and months, so uh, just not ready for, for use. But is there any disappointment that maybe there won't be as big a crowd as there could be for a game like this? Because there's, there's a lot of interest when Dublin play meet. Um, but I guess there's, there's no main stand, which is the, the issue that a lot of people are pointing out. Yeah, I think, you know, if you look back at the, the game last year in Paris Alton, um in Navan, the atmosphere was, was absolutely unbelievable. I think we all probably just presumed that it was going to be in Parnell Park, but look, you know, these things happen and, um, you know, both teams have to play on the same pitch. You know, probably There probably won't be the same atmosphere, but, um, you know, I'm sure there'll be a big crowd out regardless. Um, everyone wants to see a Mead and Dublin game. Um, but yeah, look, it, it's it's I think it's disappointing, but, um, you know, we're not getting too bogged down about it either. Uh, we have to play the game and at the end of the day, we still have to get a result, so. They um they could have just run her up the road to uh, uh, back up to Navan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, we we would have taken it in Navan, all right. <laughs> like it, but it wouldn't have. Been, I, and and like I'm sort of half joking saying that, but like it's a ground that I don't, look at. I don't know what the fixture schedule to Park Talton over the weekend is, but like more fitting of a game like that. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think you know for a game like this, like you said, there's there's always going to be a big crowd there, and you know everyone wants to go to see that game. So I think you know it's probably one of them games where it does need a stand, and it does need a bigger venue than you know what DCU are, are able to produce. But you know that it is what it is. Um, unfortunately, we can't do anything about it now. Of course, if we had to say, um, we'd 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 happily play it now, but <clears throat> that's not how the league works either. You know, it's an, it's a home fixture for them, so. Um, you know they get to choose what pitch it's on, and I'm sure they probably struggle to get to find a pitch as well. Um, it seems to be a bit of a problem um, at this time of year. But look, like I said, we have to play the game, and we have to try to go out and get a performance regardless of where the, the match is. I understand you had a bit of an extended individual break uh, before Christmas, Emma, and then the team holiday to Grand Canaria over New Year's. I'm sure that was a a nice little bonding session to get away. Yeah, bonding. All right, you could say. Um, yeah, look, it was it was it was great to get away with the girls. I suppose um, we probably hadn't seen each other as a group in a good few weeks um, with the club, and then of you know everyone's doing their own thing individually. So it was great to get together, um, and you know with the two girls back from Australia as well, Vicky and um, Orla joined us as well. So um, it was really gr- really great, and I think we we enjoyed ourselves for the last hurrah. So uh, we knew it was going to be back to business when we came home. So you know we let loose. You mentioned Vicky and Orla there. To have them involved this year is huge for yourselves. I know you have a couple of couple of girls travelling as well, which is a disappointment. But 
someone like Vicky Wall's uh, level especially um, and you were seeing the rumours during the week that she was being tapped up by the IRFU to come involved and play a bit of rugby but um, you're not having that at all Emma are you? Um, to be honest with you I was actually shocked when I saw it I was like I have no idea where this has come from um, and to be honest with you she she hasn't said anything to me about it so I'd be I'd be very disappointed if she was keeping secrets like that, like that from me so um, no I don't think you know you can c- confirm with Vicky but I'm pretty sure there's no truth to that I'm not really sure where it came from um, but look these things happen that's that's the media for you they see they get a hint of something and they, they you know make it a thing but um, look I'm sure she's sick of people coming up and asking her now the last few days I think she was as surprised as the rest of us to see that out there but um, I know look we're we're delighted that she's sticking with Gaelic and not rugby for the season ahead I think we're going to need her for championship so It's probably testament to how well you have done over the last couple of years because you know when a team's doing well everyone wants to be involved you know the number of people going off travelling or, or wanting to go down and play in Australia probably dwindles when a team is winning all Ireland's because they don't want to look back in three, four, five years or at the end of their career and say Jesus I left a few all Ireland's there I could have been involved yeah exactly I think that made you know with the decision for the girls going off travelling um, a lot harder when you're you know in this phase of, of winning you don't really want to leave it and you know we all we know all too well that you know, good times don't last forever, unfortunately, and we have to, you know, really, you know, take advantage of this time when we're winning um, and try to progress even further. So it's it's great that the I suppose Vicky and Orla can see that as well. Um, you know, I I never had a doubt in my in my mind whether they were going to play or not. I think they're, you know, they're extremely passionate football and need people. So um, you know, any chance they're going to get to a all Ireland medal, they're gonna they're gonna take it. So um, we're just delighted to have them on board. I remember hearing you speaking before, Emma, uh, in the last year or two about physicality in the women's game. Um, you made the very good point, you know, that it could and should be brought in line with, with the men's game, that you can get away with nothing in the women's uh, side of things at the moment. And as you said, you know, when you're going to the gym two or three or four times a week. What's the point if you can't adopt that physicality into the into the sport? Do you think that's that's a factor in terms of players wanting to go down to Australia and even the Australian clubs realising, you know, we could get these girls involved because the physicality down here is far greater and far more things are allowed so is that an element of the game you'd like to see changed in ladies football? Yeah I think there is definitely a, a small tweak that can be made um, you know I don't think it'll ever be in line with the men's game Joe they're just obviously a different build completely um, and I'm not saying that to be in any way I suppose patronising or condescending to women like it's just it's, it's, it's how it is but we are getting you know very you know we are strong um, you know, we spend a lot of time in the gym these days. Um, so it, like I said, it's it kind of makes no sense to me as to why we're putting more emphasis on the gym and strength and conditioning if it can't be, I suppose, used in games um, the way you know we might like it. Um, so I think you know there could be could be a little change made there. Maybe it's kind of just an interpretation issue um, for ref, from referees or whatever, but. Um, it's definitely something I'd like to see progress over the next couple of years um, but you know I'm not sure how, how we'll get that but um, yeah it's definitely something I'd like to see kind of change in the game alright It would certainly keep players involved no doubt like, is, that, is that the main element of the game you'd like to see changed over the next couple of years are there other, other rules that kind of you know when you come back to pre-season training you're like Jesus yeah I forgot about this it, it, that, there are I'm sure elements of the game and it's the same in the men's side of things that, that, that frustrate the players yeah, I think obviously physical physicality wise, um, definitely frustrates players. I think there's probably one rule in particular in the ladies' game that no one really understands. It's the um, the charging rule. So to be honest, I actually couldn't 
you know, people ask me all the time, what, what, what is the rules that? And I, I couldn't tell them anymore because unfortunately it's different for every referee um, and how they interpret it, which is obviously, you know, not great if this, there's such an inconsistent way in which the game is played. You know, sometimes you could run into someone and a foul is given against you or some, another day you could run into someone and, you know, you're given the free. So it's really, really hard to know. I think that's, I know it's something that, the LGFA are trying to work on um, I know it was a question that I answered in a survey for the GPA not too long ago um, about the charging rules so it's obviously been made clear to them that it's it's, it's inconsistent but um, look hopefully it'll improve in the next year because it's quite hard to judge um, every game to be honest with you um, and I think that, that brings a lot of frustration to players and obviously management in, in, on the sideline as well uh, David Nelson is involved this year uh, Emma so uh, and fresh face new ideas coming into the, the team as well which adds a little bit of uh, interest to the, to the squad as well you know because everyone is starting from, from new not, it's an opportunity for players who maybe were fringe players to get, get into the starting 15 over, across the next uh, number of months in league and championship um, so far so good with Davey yeah, so far so good. Um, you know, he's he's very different to what we we've had before. Um, but you know, different isn't always bad. Um, he's brought a really good side. Um, and himself and Bernie are just bringing something a little bit different. Um, <clears throat> in terms of you know their personality, their perspective, the way they look at things, um, and obviously fresh and uh, new ideas. So it's it's really great to have them in. And like you said, it's an opportunity for girls who maybe haven't got much game time or have been on the fringes for the last years. Kind of put their hand up um, but yeah look we, we still have a bit of continuity there with Mark Brennan still involved so um, it's not like the two you know Davey and Bernie are coming in and changing everything up you know they're just looking at things a little bit different and trying to tweak our game um, as much as we can which is exactly what we need you know we constantly need to improve if we want to stay you know stay at the top um, so it's, it's great to have them in and um, obviously we, we look forward to the year ahead with them and hopefully it brings a little bit more success I was listening to a um, podcast with David Moyes during the week, Emma, and he was talking about that sort of aftermath, obviously coming in after Alex Ferguson and not wanting to come in and turn everything upside down. So to try and harness some of the stuff that was there and add his own little bit, it sort of sounds a little bit like that's what's going on with Davey. What's he, um, what sort of stuff has he been looking to change on a practical level? Or what are you doing differently? Yeah, look, like you said, he's he's definitely not going to try change and bring in a whole new game plan, um, a whole new system, anything like that. You know, I think that takes years to develop, um, and obviously we want to take full advantage of where we're at the minute. You know, I think he's kind of taking the approach of, you know, don't fix what's not broken, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, there is definitely elements. I think um, <clears throat> in years we probably haven't been a great kick passing team, or just just little things like that that he's probably trying to introduce a little bit more of. Um, but yeah, look, he's he's definitely not trying to change a whole lot. I think he's just trying to maybe utilize the players he has a little bit more um, in different ways, and you know, trying girls out in new positions, stuff like this. So um, it's inter- it'll be interesting to see now um, where we can go. Does he um, does he sit with you in, during that process or when he comes in to say, listen, here's what I'm about, here's what you've been doing? Is there stuff that you're sitting on that you want to talk about that you want to do that you'd like to do differently? Does he consult with maybe even some of the more senior players on that, or just sort of bash away on his own? Yeah, he definitely would. He's he's a great communicator. He takes on, you know, everyone's opinion on board. Um, and I think that's really important to have. Obviously, we have a lot of, you know, experienced older girls on the team. They've been around for a long time. They know what we're about. They know what we, you know, our potential and stuff like that. So um, he definitely listens to everyone. You know, he's not a stubborn, you know, he's not, 
he doesn't have you know his way or no way um, he definitely likes likes players on players opinions and he's definitely taken them on board so far um, so you know hats off to him for that he's not you know he's not trying to come in and and um, and you know, put a weird dynamic into the team either. So um, you know, he's been he's been great so far. I can have absolutely no complaints about him. Um, just the last one for me, Emma. I know after that first All Ireland in, in twenty twenty, that you, you were keen to to point out to people that it wasn't a fluke, it wasn't a flash in the pan. You know, it was a it was a thing that that had been building for for a number of years, and you did that by by backing it up and winning another All Ireland. Um, so you'll have a target in your backs now it, it strikes me and I remember there was the great story I think we spoke to Vicky before and she was saying that on the bus to that first All-Ireland um, you know, Dublin chasing five in a row I think in 2020 that um, Vicky of course is your, your club mate in Dunboyne had sent you a text you were maybe sitting in front of her on the team bus on the way to the All-Ireland final and she dropped you a quick text we're going to win this game yeah. like positive mm. affirmations like that is just what makes this me team so great uh, that, that's what strikes me anyway yeah, absolutely. Um, I think me and Vic could be a bit weird like that now. Um, in texts when I was just in front of her um, on the <laughs> bus, but yeah, no, there's there's full truth in that. Um, I think, I think we just had a feeling, and um, that year, like the weeks building up to the All Ireland final, were some of the best weeks of my life. Um, and I think just preparing for it, we put so much work into it. Um, to be fair, our management you know, hours and hours and hours of work, you know, looking at Dublin, looking at ourselves, you know, looking at different things to try and, and motivate us now, not that we needed too much motivation, like, but, um, you know, we just put an awful lot of work into it and, you know, come the night before the game, um, I knew we were ready and um, whether that was, you know, to be a couple of points off them or whatever, but I, I knew we weren't going to be too far away from it all, but I just had this feeling that um, it was going to be a good day, and that you know we we were going to pip them. Um, and you know, I don't think that's I don't think that's cockiness. I think it's just con- confidence in in the team that we had. Um, you know, the, the the spirits are really really high. It was a great environment to be around, and um, I definitely had a good feeling about that. Um, last year, pretty similar. Um, I think we had, you know, we probably hadn't performed to our best throughout the championship at all. But I knew coming into that Kerry game that, um, you know, we. I suppose we'd kind of sorted ourselves out a little bit in terms of not getting the best out of ourselves and you know we were already going into that game as well I suppose you just kind of just get this feeling maybe um, and sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't but um, we've been lucky the last two years that it has I don't know if you're a soccer fan Emma or you were watching City Spurs last night I wasn't unfortunately no you, you might not have seen the post-match interview with Pep Guardiola then where he's like uh, losing the plot about you know Man City have lost their, the hunger the fire is gone Arsenal have uh, Arsenal have the fire we don't have the fire anymore and I was thinking about it in relation to chatting to you this morning I'm not saying it's quite as dramatic as that but um, had he, did he chat about like the success uh, sating the thirst for, for more or is that just you kind of touching it there but is that just a given that no, we want to. We want to win. We want to create a dynasty here. Yeah, I think um, it's. I think you know a lot of people say that when you lose, it makes you hungry. But I think when you win, it makes you hungrier. Um, I I do think that. I think we've had our days where we've you know come out on the wrong side of things. But you know that feeling that you get <clears throat> when the final is a blow is an all iron final is it's a feeling like no other. And I think you kind of have to bottle that up in a way and, you know, use it to motivate yourself at times. And I think I was only saying the other day, <clears throat> especially at this time of year, you know, you're running in the slog um, you know, you're doing hard running sessions and, you know, there's not much football going on um, and you kind of just have to use this, you know, use that feeling that we experienced in Crow Park to get your boy. Um, 
you know, a lot of the time we kind of say to ourselves, you know, we're, we're running up and down in a bog. We're saying, you know, pretend you're running Crow Park, pretend you're running to get that last ball at the end of, at the end of the game. So I think you kind of have to use, you know, moments like that um, to your advantage. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it does sound like cliche, but <clears throat> we've learned that over the years, you know, you can have an end goal, you know, which is obviously to win the all Ireland final at the end of the year, but you really do have to take every game as it comes. Um, we're all about building on our performances. Um, you know, you're never going to get that perfect performance, but if you improve, you know, every game, you're going to get, you're going to go far. Um, and I think that's that's what we do an awful lot of the time. Um, and just building and building, and hopefully, you know, we can do the same again this year. Well, look, you'll uh, run your rivalries with the dubs again tomorrow, Emma. I think it's 5.15 on TG Car as well, or for up in uh, St. Clair's in DCU for anyone who wants to head along to the Lidl Ladies National Football League game. Listen, best of luck for the, for the league campaign and the championship ahead, and uh, no doubt we'll catch up again soon. Thank you very much. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 